RTHK, the news at 11 o'clock with Andrew Shirovsky. Tonight's headlines, the police arrest another man in connection with the Abby Choi murder case. The chief executive says Hong Kong will boost tourism cooperation with Macau. And officials call the organizers of a hockey game at which a protest song was played instead of the national anthem, Careless. The police have arrested another man in connection with the murder and dismemberment of socialite Abby Choi. They accuse the 41-year-old who works at a yacht company of trying to help one of the suspects flee Hong Kong by sea. A total of six people have now been arrested. Three of them have appeared in court charged with murder. Another is to face a count of perverting the course of justice. The fifth person is suspected of hiding one of the suspects, but had not been charged. Alan Chung is the superintendent of the West Kowloon Regional Crime Unit. What I can say is that we are, the case is still under active investigation um, as to when, how or where the victim was uh, killed. That is our main focus of the, of the investigation. The superintendent said police have ended the search operation for the victim's body parts at a landfill. He says they were trying to find two or three bags out of some 4,000 tons of trash. Chief Executive John Lee says Hong Kong will boost tourism cooperation with Macau. He made the announcement on his first trip to the gaming hub since normal travel was resumed between the two territories. Wendy Wong reports. It's the second time Mr. Lee and Macau chief executive Ho Yat-sen have met in a week. Ho on Saturday led the delegation on a one-day trip to Hong Kong. A government statement said the CE told his Macau counterpart during the brief visit that following the resumption of normal travel between the two places, it is now the perfect time to deepen tourism cooperation and promote multi-destination tourism in the Greater Bay Area. Writing on social media, Mr. Lee said the SAR will strengthen its ties with cities in the Bay Area and that Hong Kong will work with Macau to develop a so-called twin destination travel plan. The two SARs will also look into jointly holding large-scale events. The delegation visited Macau's latest tourism, convention and exhibition facilities and attended a luncheon hosted by Mr. Ho before returning to Hong Kong. Retail sales in Hong Kong rose 7% year-on-year in January, the second consecutive month of growth. Jewelry, watches, and valuable gifts led the way, with sales rising 23%, while medicine, clothing, and electrical goods also sold strongly. The government said the fact that the Lunar New Year fell in January instead of February had helped. It expects the return of visitors will further boost sales. The Hong Kong Retail Management Association says the increase is in line with expectations, but its chairwoman Annie Yao Che cautioned that the rise comes from a low base, given that Hong Kong was in the midst of the Omicron outbreak early last year. The positive retail numbers show that the market is on the uptrend, but is that a very significant improvement? That's definitely not the case. It will take time. The Honorary Vice Chairman of the Sports Federation and Olympic Committee has called on the government to once again press Internet companies to pin the correct answer in searches for the SAR's national anthem. Poi Kwan K made the comment on an RTHK program after the latest in a series of blunders in which a song linked to the 2019 protests was played at a sporting event in place of March of the Volunteers. Organizers of the ice hockey tournament in Bosnia corrected the error after being alerted by Hong Kong players. Mr. Poi said he believed the SAR's team gave the correct anthem to the organizers, but the repeated errors show carelessness on the part of competition administrators. 
Many organizers of international competitions use internet search engines to find the national anthems of participating countries and regions. Often mistakes could be made because the incorrect national anthem was placed as a top search result, and organizers played it immediately after searching. I believe this was no exception. In response to RTHK's re- inquiries, a spokesperson for the organizer apologized for the incident, saying it was an inadvertent error. And to the weather forecast, mainly fine and dry with some haze tonight, temperatures in the region of 17 to 22, with moderate to fresh easterlies, occasionally strong offshore at first. The outlook, mainly fine and dry over the weekend and early next week. Temperature difference between day and night will be quite large. Currently, the temperature is 18 degrees Celsius. Relative humidity is 61%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. Officials have brushed aside concerns that ambitious plans for artificial islands in the waters off Lantau will prove tough to complete after it emerged that the seas in which they would be built are deeper than those used in previous major reclamations. Green groups had said the deep seas would create significant engineering hurdles for the project. But Michael Fong, Director of Civil Engineering and Development, said reclamation for the building of an incinerator had recently been completed in even deeper waters nearby with the help of new technology. So we have full confidence that because, uh, as I said, with the adoptions of this nature's technology, what we call the deep cement mixing and construction method, we will be able to complete the Gaoyijia artificial islands successfully and smoothly. He added that members of the public can submit their views on the scheme through email and other channels until the end of this month. But a think tank researcher says there's no real comparison between the proposed reclamation far offshore near Kaichau and work close to the shore like with the incinerator project or the airport runway. Caesar Choi from the Liber Research Community said transporting materials into deep water could pose additional challenges as could water flows further from shore. He also told RTHK the new reclamation method authorities are planning to use may be a lot more expensive. For now, I see that the, the third runway system, they only partially uses the deep sand mixing. So that entails some potential environmental problem. And even if they use for the other, uh, for Kari Chao, they use much larger proportion of deep sand mixing, it may entail a by a, a great difference in cost. Conservation groups are warning that the SAR's plan to invigorate the countryside risk falling flat if they aren't creative enough. The warning comes after Finance Chief Paul Chan said in the budget he, deliver, he delivered last month that the government is looking at different ways to make Hong Kong a more livable city. As Ada Au reports, the Association for Geoconservation thinks Mr. Chan should focus on making the most of the SAR's unique natural features. In his budget, Paul Chan has said he wants to give country parks in the territory a makeover. Some of the ideas he floated include providing treetop adventures in country parks or turning wartime relics into open-air museums. Cindy Choi, the chairwoman of the Association for Geoconservation, agreed that enhancing country parks is a good idea, but stressed that authorities should be as creative as possible when they rejuvenate Hong Kong's nature attractions. Many of these places, such as Lantau, Thailand, 
uh, even Tamoshan, uh, we have a lot of geo features and even ancient trails. So we can try to be uh, more creative instead of copying other countries' activities and then to collect more information about these uh, unutilized, what I mean, treasures, so that we can present to the public. The co-founder of Save Our Country Parks Alliance, Martin Williams, also pointed out the existing conservation policies gave cause for concern. He questioned the effort of the Countryside Conservation Funding Scheme which funds projects by NGOs. And they've got a project at Shoihau. Again, why is it being done by NGOs like WWF, say? WWF had a project. M- maybe it was a million dollars, I'm not sure, but it really didn't seem to change anything for the better. The Birdwatching Society, which I'm a member of, has, has a project there, and they just keep studying birds. They haven't improved even a metre, a square metre of, of land. Actually, if you go there as a Hong Kong person, or as a visitor and you have a look, you're not even aware that these projects are happening. They're just too small or they're just completely ineffective and doing the wrong thing with the money. He suggested officials should instead look at promoting ecotourism and engage more with the local communities. Hong Kong Exchanges and Clearing says it'll open a new office in London by the first half of 2023. This will be the local bourse's second office outside Asia as it expands its international footprint. The exchange says the London office will help promote its international equities franchise, its connectivity with the mainland's capital markets, and its derivatives offerings. The foreign ministry has blasted the United States over the potential sale of weapons, including missiles for F-16 fighter jets, to Taiwan in a deal worth more than 600 million U.S. dollars. The ministry's spokesperson Mao Ning said the weapons deal seriously damaged China-U.S. relations. China urges the U.S. to abide by the One China Principle and the provisions of the three China-U.S. joint communiques to stop arms sales to Taiwan, end U.S.-Taiwan military ties and stop creating tension in the Taiwan Strait. There have been angry exchanges between the United States and Russia at the G20 foreign minister's meeting in Delhi over Moscow's war in Ukraine. The U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said the talks have been marred by the unprovoked and unjustified war. The BBC's Barbara Plett Usher was listening to the speech from Mr. Blinken. It is up to Russia to stop the war. Mr. Putin could stop it at any time and has decided not to. He said recently on this trip that Mr. Putin had shown no signs of being interested in diplomacy to end the war. So his lines have been quite clear in terms of presenting Russia as the problem. Earlier, India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi said in a video address that the world leaders should try to find common ground on decisive issues. In the land of Gandhi and the Buddha, I pray that you will draw inspiration from India's civilizational ethos to focus not on what divides us, but on what unites us. India, which holds the G20 presidency, has taken a neutral stance on the Ukraine conflict and it tried to steer the agenda of the meeting in Delhi towards the needs of poorer nations. A tanker that sunk in the Philippines on Tuesday has started to leak its cargo of oil, threatening to pollute nearby marine reserves. Search teams are trying to locate the sunken vessel so they can siphon off the oil. The BBC's Michael Bristow has the latest. 
The Coast Guard at the moment, they're trying to disperse the oil that's got off the sea, a boom, putting in spraying oil onto the water to try and disperse the pollutants. It's also a cleanup operation on the beaches where some of this oil has washed up. But surely, and I think the main effort at the moment, is to try and locate this vessel and siphon off the remaining oil which is on board. The Philippine Coast Guard says that could happen, but they need to find it before they can do that and before any more oil seeps out. Greece has appointed a new transport minister following the train crash that killed more than 40 people. Giorgios Gerapetritis said he had a mandate to modernize the country's railway and restore its safety. His predecessor resigned immediately after the disaster. A stationmaster is due in court accused of negligent manslaughter. Anthea Karasava is the Greece correspondent at the Times newspaper. What has sent shockwaves across the country right now is the extent to which this system was simply blind, that the taxpayers had in fact paid for a security system which was never installed. There were initial plans before the 2004 Olympics in 2000 for a special security system to be installed to upgrade surveillance of this railway system. Antiquities officials in Egypt say they've discovered a hidden corridor behind the main entrance of the Great Pyramid of Giza. It's thought the nine-meter-long unfinished corridor was likely built to relieve the weight of the pyramid on either the main entrance, seven meters below, or on another as-yet-undiscovered chamber. Speaking at a news conference in Giza, the archaeologist Zahi Hawass expressed his excitement. Today could be the most important discovery of the century, because anything inside the great pyramid of Khufu will enter the houses and the hearts of people all over the world because of this discovery, the discovery of a tunnel. And in sport, the new head coach of the national team has set qualifying for the next World Cup as his key goal. Alexander Yankovic took over the senior China team last month after coaching the under-23s. And the Serbian says he believes the nation can make it to the world's biggest tournament for the first time since 2002. You know, all the targets about national teams uh, have to be uh, very precisely set. So uh, even as a head coach who is always focused on the first day of work, uh, the general targets or target of all the targets should be World Cup uh, in 2026, and China must absolutely play this World Cup. First, China take part in the AFC Asian Cup, which is scheduled to take place this year. Hong Kong will also feature in that tournament in Qatar. In the NBA, Kevin Durant got off to a winning debut as a Phoenix Sun. He scored 23 points in the Suns' 105-91 win over the Hornets in Charlotte. I feel like I fit in pretty well. Um, everybody, everybody out there was trying to make me as comfortable as possible, coaches and players as well. And, you know, so um, just got to keep keep grinding, man. And you know, this this jersey on me will look normal in a couple. You know, as games go on, as we start to keep building who we are as a team, and um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. the news from RTHK. Radio Free Heavenly shades of night are falling It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling It's twilight time When purple colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you 
my dear, at twilight time. And here in Hong Kong, we are at the end of day, Friday, just minutes away. And thanks for tuning in to Twilight Time with me, Peter King. 45 minutes of music to kick back and relax to. If you'd like to choose a song, it's Radio Pete at Gmail. With the first one tonight from the Hawaiian singer Don Ho's Tiny Bubbles. Together at last at twilight time. Tiny Make me want 